listening to Empowered Podcast with Patrick Maguire as he has empowered conversations with great people, doing great things and helping others. Join us at empoweredpodcast.ca. Hey fans, it's Patrick Maguire with Empowered Podcast, where I have empowered conversations with great people doing great things to empower others. I've got a lady that's doing exactly that in many different ways. Her and her husband and her family, I should say, are doing a lot of awesome things that are empowering themselves and their future and others. And we're going to have a good conversation about this. So I'm going to talk about this lady a couple of times on my own way, and then we're going to get into this conversation. But what I would say is she is into a lot of different things, but she's really into helping others, which is something I love. I love being the empowered entrepreneur. I love to empower others and I love to work with people that are empowering others and have a real vision to help others. We got in connection in a unique way and a very powerful, unique group that we have that we're part of. And it is all about helping others, specifically helping other entrepreneurs and helping those that are faith-based. But you don't have to be faith-based to be in business, do you? You've got to be focused on being the best entrepreneur you can be. And this lady is in that group for that reason. I'm going to talk about Catherine in just a moment here. But what I want to say is she's got the hustle. She's got the drive. She loves coaching. She loves mentoring and advising and providing professional services in that fashion to help other entrepreneurs exceed and excel and be empowered, much like I do with my own peer groups and my own private advisory and coaching and mentoring. But what I'll say is Catherine's got a little bit of a love for a lot of things and she's very passionate. She's wonderful. She's got a beautiful accent, by the way. You're going to notice this one. And before I get into that, Catherine's got a family. She's got her young ones. She's got her husband, who also, by the way, is another entrepreneur. Yes, they're as crazy as our family folks. But she also fosters, well, they foster other children. So they're a fostering family on top of being their own family and both being entrepreneurs in totally different businesses and helping each other out. Let me just introduce you very quickly to a really awesome lady. We had a great conversation before. We've had a great conversation before this podcast as well. But Catherine Gray, Catherine is a coaching entrepreneur. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. And I just want to say a warm welcome. Thank you for coming. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. Catherine, let's just talk about getting things out of the way. First of all, you love coaching. You found a passion for coaching. And uh, tell me a little bit about that, that coaching business that you're doing, because that is your entrepreneurship and helping other entrepreneurs. What are you doing? Yeah. So I find it so hard to actually answer this question because like you said, I'm excited about everything. I genuinely considered changing my tagline on LinkedIn yesterday to general enthusiast because like you could just get me enthusiastic about anything, but what I'm actually doing is primarily coaching entrepreneurs, church leaders, CEOs, anyone really who's in that decision-making space where you might have a really amazing supportive team, but no one's challenging you in the way that you hope they would, or there's no one person in the team that you can say absolutely everything to because of various hmm. nuances of life. So having me or someone else in that space that you can just be like this i just need to say all of this stuff figure out how to be confident in my decision making and going forward that's what i love doing so let me get this straight you like to help people but you'd rather be an agitator and a supporter could disruptor as well i like to think so yeah absolutely say this but what do you actually want or what's really going on 
Yeah, um, yeah. Bit of a gentle and, challenge, but I don't give up. <laughs> and does that also make you their therapist on the side? Well, yes. People do bring therapeutic <laughs> topics to coaching, but it is a very different style of a conversation. So, yeah. Yes. I don't ever turn up as the expert. We agree. Look, we've got joint responsibility to get you somewhere. It's future focused. You're a, you're going to do all the work, really. I'm just here facilitating a space to get you going. Fantastic. Well, Catherine, this is good. We're going to get more into this. I'd really be interested. Why don't we share a little bit about you, your family, background? Who's Catherine Gray? How big is a family, part-time and full-time? And who's your husband? What he's What is he doing? So I'm married to a guy called James. We got married when we were 19. Freaked everyone out. And we have two birth children who are seven and nine. And then when the first lockdown in the UK happened, we start, we signed up to foster as well. Just to, just something else into the mix. <laughs> yeah, just because. Start a new business, get locked down, start another business and start fostering at the same time because you're not busy yeah. enough already. Exactly. But you know, it was a, it was a really interesting thing. Fostering and adoption has always been on my heart. My husband really wasn't sure. He was like, talk to me in 10 years. We'll see what's going on. But actually at that time, we just finished a house extension that was meant to be just to house our laser engraver, which I'll get onto explaining about. We got a bit overexcited and built everyone a new bedroom as well. We already working from home. So we weren't shocked about having to work from home when lockdown happened. We love having the kids around. So we weren't moaning about that. And we were like, actually, who else is in this position? that it's not been an awful shock to us. We're kind of okay. Although at that point we thought it was going to be three weeks long, didn't we? So <laughs> I might have made a different decision if I knew it was going to be two years, but yeah, signed up to foster and every now and then have some extras in the house. Some extras. And I'm going to back it up here because I know a little bit about this. We just talked about it because we were having a conversation before this conversation. You, know, you always have the meeting before the meeting kind of things, folks. And yes, that's a little bit of a coaching suggestion for you entrepreneurs out there and podcasters and creators. But in our conversation, we had a pre-call, a discovery call a few weeks ago, almost four weeks ago now. And quite honestly, I didn't hear the fostering part until just five minutes before this session. And when she slipped that in there, I'm like, you have to really commit to being a foster family on top of being a full-time family and being an entrepreneur who coaches other entrepreneurs. Catherine, politely, you're just about as crazy as I am. Yeah. You know, that's why I keep telling people when they're trying to put me on a pedestal or say how amazing we are at doing this. Actually, we just said yes to a crazy thing. And now we're just yeah. getting on and doing the crazy thing. There's <laughs> nothing spectacular about us as people. Also, they temporarily foster or rent a sausage dog from time to time so they can decide if they're going to get a real one of their own. So just adding to the layers, that's all, Catherine, that's all I'm trying to do here is let people know that you're hardcore, you're focused, you're passionate, you're enthusiastic, you're a lover of all loves. And we talked about that, that you could be energized on almost any topic, but you found, I think it was back in 2016, maybe tell me a little bit about how you found your love for coaching, which is really what you're doing today. How did that come about? What were you doing before it? And what made you switch? So I did a degree in sociology potentially thinking that I wanted to be a social worker at the time, but then realized I didn't really have a clue what I wanted to do and did various jobs around supporting adults and children with learning disabilities and then various admin roles. So I was really jumping around being like, this is great. I enjoy it, but it's not the thing. 
And I knew it needed to be more support-based, but I didn't know in what capacity. So there I was, I also get excited by a course, any course. So I was doing introduction to art therapy, introduction to play therapy, introduction to counseling, introduction to all this stuff. My, a guy who used to be my youth worker, his wife put a blog online saying, I'm going on maternity leave, but I need to tell you all what I do and what I'm doing when I get back and just described what life coaching was. And I was literally like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is describing everything I want to do because you're empowering someone to go and do the stuff. And I'm not then taking on all the things that I'm excited and worried about on their behalf and not sleeping at night. I'm actually listening and then letting them get on and do it. And then waiting with excitement to see what they're coming back to me with the next time. So yeah, did some training, haven't looked back. That is fantastic. And I just want to make that call out for the entrepreneurs in the world that are out there, or even perhaps founders, executives who are looking for a coach. But the reality is I want to remind you is you don't have to be stuck in one thing, but when you find that thing that you're passionate about and you go all in, the fruits of those labors will come and you can have a great time. You can get back to having sleep again. As some of you may notice, I may not have had all my sleep recently because I am launching something new and exciting, of course. And that's just the way it goes for the entrepreneur lifestyle. But I have someone like Catherine on my side too, who I can consult with. And we were joking before this conversation that Catherine, part therapist, shrink, if you will, part coach, part aggravator, and part supporter to all of her clients that she does this coaching with. And you know what? She loves it because she can sleep at night worrying about your business for you rather than worrying about doing your business for you. And that's a big deal. And I think that's important for coaches to remember, Catherine. And I love the fact you found that passion and you said, hey, I can help others and I can sleep at night. I think that's pretty important because you got some kiddos running around under five, if memory serves, and you adopt and foster, if you will, you foster under five as well. Is that right? Yeah, in theory. Although I was thinking the other day, <laughs> so when you go through the approval process here, you kind of come up with a little profile of this is what our family is like. This is who might thrive in our household. But it kind of feels like you're putting a job advert out for who might like to come and live with you. <laughs> and obviously that's not what happens. You don't know who's going to come into the care system next. So it is, there's you a don't. kind of, here's what would work in theory. And then all the phone calls you get of, this is who we actually have. How are you able to? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. There's that gap in the description and the reality that we all have to deal with, whether it's kids or business, right? Yeah. 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 But mostly that's, for us, we were like, this is going to work best for, especially for our kids. If the, if the new children coming into our house are younger than our birth children, that okay. might not always be the case, but that's what we're rolling with at the moment. That is pretty awesome. And I think of it that you're passionate about these sort of things. You're passionate about caring for others and helping others in their business, but caring for others in their life. And each kid, and this is going to sound cold and it's not, it's meant to be actually very warm coming from a guy like me, I'm wired this way. Each child that comes into our lives, it's an opportunity to coach and mold and shape them almost like as if we were coaching and molding and shaping our business or in your case, or when I'm consulting for my clients, I'm helping shape and mold their successful futures as well. So you're taking on these short-term 
And they're not projects, they're lives, they're people. They are their own life. Just like as if you started your own business and you said, I'm going to take care of these kids and I'm going to grow them successfully. So it's a lot of work, I know. So you're definitely underappreciated, but you're definitely appreciated. (laughs) Yeah. And that's fine for me, isn't it? Because I had a passion for it before, but my poor husband, who just kind of got blindsided with the <laughs> moment, he's been a bit of a different story for him. But there's another part of it that I don't think I've told you before, that we were part of a support group before we received any phone calls about children who are waiting for somewhere to stay. And all these other people on the call were saying that they were praying for the children that might be on the way to them. And I came off that call and was like, oh, I haven't done that. Why haven't I done that? That's a really good idea. And so, yeah, I'd gone to bed that night and asked God, what can you tell me about these children? What can we be praying for? What's going on? And received a list of names, which was like literally not what I was expecting to just hear names. So then I do hear God speak to me, but not in that way before. And some of the names matched up with names in my family or my friends' kids and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm, make, I'm totally making this up. I've lost it. But it wouldn't go away. And so I started praying for some of the kids on the list. And three months later, the phone call that we got for the first kids that we fostered, their names matched the first two names on the list. So husband has got through this because he was like, I was basically outplayed by God. <laughs> it's okay to lose to that guy, I think. But. Also, that kind of holds you through all the trickier times and the stressful times and the what we're meant to be doing next times because you were like, this actually was orchestrated. It was almost out of our hands. It just, it was going to happen. And we've actually met all the people on the list now. They're all part of that same family. So yeah, it's been quite a journey. (laughs) Well, whether it's, I'm going to call it out, whether you're in entrepreneurship or whether you're into fostering, I'm going to tell you that if you're going to battle and you're going to lose to somebody, losing to God is probably, sorry, James, you got sucker punched. That being said, it was interesting because you said James and you work together in business and also he, I'm sure he hears your coaching conversations as well, but your laser engraving. I want to talk about that a little bit, but you know, I bet you James said, Hey, in 10 years, thinking in nine years, it'll go away. And then all of a sudden the 10th year shows up or whatever it was. (laughs) You're like, Hey, I got a list of names. Let's talk. Let's join a support group. And so sometimes we put things off so far ahead that we kind of let them slide. You don't have that luxury with your coaching clients, do you? Here's a list of what we want to do. Here's the dates we're going to do it. Let's go and hold them accountable. And that's what you talk about your accountability. So one of the notes I have here is obviously that your goal coaching and accountability focus. Tell me a little bit about what that is to you or perhaps how you deploy that to your clients. Yeah. Well, so obviously to begin with, I get to know people, find out whether they're actually wanting to do goal setting and how far in advance, because not everyone works that way they can't if you say tell me your five year plan they just freeze or look at you like you're absolutely Mm -hmm. bonkers so maybe we'll start with next week's plan but pay the bills next month is that okay but the idea that are we setting goals well a that we actually want because sometimes we write very nice goals that look very impressive to read out to someone else and actually we're not really going to do them we just think they're the right thing to do and are they actually lined up to what our values are and what we stand for and who we are as a person? Because if they're not, we're basically going to be fighting against it the whole time as well. Mm. And it's just going to feel a little trickier than it is. So if someone is coming to me specifically for goal setting, we tend to do a workshop and just work through all of this stuff of like, where have you, how have you got to this point? What would it look like to have your absolute best year yet from now? If you were to 
me a 12 months time, like just go big, describe to me what life looks like. And then we work backwards from there, do a load of goal setting. And then they see me once a month and I go, well, did you want it? Like, why haven't you done it? (laughs) Yeah. It'd be funny if the guy called you up a month from now and said, I couldn't afford to pay the bills. Well, did you do all the action steps in the middle and send an invoice? That's accountability at the bluntest, rudest, shortest possible time I can think of. Yeah. That's and pretty cool. get loads of more stuff done if I think that someone's checking up on me or if I have to report back to someone, I'm like, oh gosh, I've got to do it. So it's just mm. having someone who does that in a nice way. And, I, and I'm asking them, what does accountability look like for you? What do you actually want me to be asking? I'm not in charge of this process. We're building this around yes. the individual and how they best work. So it is kind of a co-created thing. Yeah. I've got this nasty habit of my checklist to-do lists. I've never found an app that I really love. So, Hey, listeners out there, of course, if you've got a great app that you're going to think about that you could share with us for the to-do checklists and keeping accountability to ourselves, that'd be great. But I use the different things like Notion and Evernote and some reminder tools. And I've got just dozens. If I looked at my Evernote, which I keep some of our show notes on, I've got stacks and stacks. If I type in to-do there's hundreds and hundreds of to-do lists. And even when I'm going on a short-term project every day, it's a new to-do list, which sometimes carries over from the day past. So it'd be great to find a great app out there that works. But when I know that somebody's actually going to check it, not just myself, mm-hmm. somebody on my team, somebody who I'm accountable to, like my coach, if I know that Catherine's looking into the system and going to say, Hey, Pat, did you do that? I can't just complain about what I didn't do. And you're like, Pat, there's three things you had to do to accomplish the big thing. Did you do those three things? When I know you're checking that, I'm going to be in a little bit more of a panic mode, especially if there's a date, a deadline. I always think, and you probably use this analogy too, is the smart goals. We want to have, make sure that they're truly smart goals. And one of the things that I think about is time, putting a date on it. That makes a big difference. If I know that you're checking it and I kind of go, okay, that's out there. Either though, that I add something on to the end of smart to make it thrilling. So it's a double T at the end. It has to be thrilling to you because if it's a boring one or if it's like just what you're writing for some trustee or someone else that's going to be looking at what your goals are, you're just going to be like, oh, I just need to write the the one that makes most sense to everyone else rather than I'm actually really excited about getting this done and it's for the right reasons. So So. in in my head, I said smarty before you said it. It actually is smart T. Right. Yeah. I don't know why, but, okay. but yeah, it's ways because it can be, I've heard that elsewhere, actually, that it can be invigorating and energizing as well. Okay. Awesome. Look, this is why she is in the business she's in folks. She drops these nuggets and make a difference on the fly. They come out of her head and you know what? That is just the way she rolls. I love it. I think it's great. I think of wigs and hags, whatever you want to call it, wildly inspirational goals or big, hairy, audacious goals or thrilling. We got to have those things. And I always, I learned this a long time ago that if it doesn't have a date, it's a dream. Mm. You put a deadline on it and it's a goal that has to be accomplished to get the dream that you're after. And I really like that. And I love the way that you're putting it that way and making sure you hold them accountable. I think that's important. Now, you also have done some, you've attended and you participated and you've also participated as a both attendant and a coach in some sort of life calling, boot camps, coaching programs. And tell me a little bit about that. I think it was last September or maybe before the lockdowns. 
Tell me a little bit about that program that you joined as an attendee at that time. So I realized through all my coaching experience and the training that I was beginning to think perhaps my purpose is to help other people find their purpose. And exciting because anything gets me excited. Um, Thrilling. So yeah, so I started looking into, okay, I could write from scratch a life calling workshop or a let's figure out what your Mm -hmm. personality type is and your strengths type is and a this and that. And how does that all feed into what is my purpose and what is my calling? But I bet someone else has already done it and is doing it better than I will in the next few weeks. So I started having a bit of a Google and found someone who was making some links between the Enneagram and strengths, which will probably be a, a completely different conversation, but I'd love to talk to you more about that another time if or people can love to absolutely always i will can just talk about it for hours anyway one is a kind of a personality assessment which shows your motivation and why you do things the other one is an assessment of talent and shows how you do things and both are very interesting when it then comes out to figure out so what is already in me that's innate that is going to talk to what my purpose is so i went through this beta program that someone is doing about life calling, loved it, and then found out that it was going to launch as a boot camp and that I could be on the coach directory. So I've joined this amazing group of people, gone through a load of training, and in September it's called the Christian Life Calling Institute. There's going to be loads of stuff about it online in the next few weeks. And it's like an on-demand course that you can do at your own pace, but live coaching calls and Q&A and loads of other stuff going on around it with some great guests and that is awesome. It's pretty exciting. And that's, that's very specific. It's the Christian life coaching, right? And that's, that's a different focus altogether. It's making sure you blend in a bunch of your passions and sometimes you work better with like-minded people, their sort of ethics and their integrity and their visions and their understanding, their beliefs, knowing that you're in that makes it that much more thrilling on your smart goals and very exciting. Now you guys use, we talked to, you just briefly, you kind of glanced. I don't even know if you skimmed over the top. That was like a rock across the ocean. Strengths. You guys use like, you do something with Clifton strengths. You're certified with Clifton strengths or you use that in daily practice. Yeah. So again, that was part of my learning and training journey. I guess that I did a load of assessments trying to be more self-aware. Didn't find that any of them were describing me to the point where I got a bit freaked out because I was like, they can't all be broken. So does this make me some weird anomaly of the human race? And then, yes, yes but the strangest one. <laughs> and then, yeah, did Clifton Strengths and it really described me. So I was like, okay, this is, how okay. does it know? This is weird, but great. And so what you do is it's run through the Gallup website and cool. you buy a code and you do a 40 minute assessment where you answer questions every 20 seconds. So the idea is like, it's really quick reactions. You're not, you can't beat the test (laughs) and you get a report, a list of 34 talents, which are throughout the population. And it's listed in the order of how significant those talents are in your life. And I then do a load of coaching around that. So people actually understand what each one means and figuring out, okay, which ones are these completely innate to me? I wake up. And my brain is just doing it and I don't even realize which of them can I do, but I can turn off and which of them are actually what everyone else would describe as my weaknesses. And I can completely release myself from those because 
the the whole it was all written by this guy who was at a professor at the University of Nebraska at the time doing a load of research into what okay. happens if we his quote is what happens if we fixate on what is right with people rather than what is wrong wrong with people. Oh, I love that um, approach to start with in general. That is the way we do it. You gotta focus on what's great about them. Love them for who they are, not for their flaws, and yes. lead them in a way that helps them embrace that and become better business owners, leaders, life mentors, everything in between. We can't grow families and businesses if we don't focus on our strengths. And yeah, yeah. I love what you just said there. That was awesome. Yeah. And if you're focusing on your weaknesses the whole time, like, to be honest, you're not going to get anywhere. And people still think that you are, but you're going to see such minuscule improvements and you're going to be so drained and so fed up that actually the research is showing it's much better just to say, okay, I know what they are. What can I do? around them or what can I delegate to someone who has those on the bottom yeah. of my list at the top of their list. So yeah, I found it really eye-opening. It's the comedy side of it is usually the ones that I, you have at the bottom of your report usually describe people that just really confuse or flummox you or you get really can't work with these people or the dream person to have on your team because they can do all the stuff that you can't do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, it's the love hate. I love you. I hate you. And here's all the reasons why, but that's why you're on my team. I'm really glad you're here. I was, I was, it works for recruitment. It works for, because actually it gives language and to what people do well and what they need and where to focus everyone. Right. Yeah. And it brings joy and energy for people. If they're working in their strengths, everything is just going to be easier. I think if for a couple of things, we work on our, our weaknesses. We have really strong weaknesses. Great. Wonderful. They're still bad. The other one too is, you know, I've done disc and Colby. I was a disc specialist at one time, if you want to call it that. I never really did any consulting around it, but if people asked, I was able to do it. And that skill, strengths, coaching, if you will, in that approach, I was a little bit of everything on the disc from D I S C. I was everything. Yeah. So I was that weird anomaly. So the fact that you said it really resonated with me. I get it, but I think they're called entrepreneurs. And Colby Report is one that the Colby comes a little more out of military background, a little more structured, a little more regimented, but it's bigger. It's like what you've done with your Clifton Strengths and Gallup. It's got a lot more questions, a lot more in depth, and you get some pretty interesting results. But again, I was kind of a little bit of everything and it had a little more focal area for me, but not quite a home run. So maybe I'll have to do the Clifton Strengths and test myself. Yeah. And the really interesting thing is, 34 doesn't sound like a big number, does it? So it sounds like, well, there must be loads nope. of other people that have the same stuff as me. But actually, statistically, for the same five top strengths to show up in the same order on someone else's report is a one in a 33 million chance. Oh Basically my. speaking to how unique you are rather than matching you up with all the people that you're similar to. So it even works as like a marketing tool of being like, look, if I'm next to 33 million other coaches, this is how I'm different and will work completely wow. different for them just because of what my top five strengths are. I love that. Yeah. I am going to use that. See, this is why we have empowered conversations, folks. We like to empower each other and we have these great things we can bounce off each other. Catherine and I have talked about some other business and some things that might go on, something that I'm working on, something that she's working on. In fact, I'm going to call it out now because we mentioned that Catherine is an entrepreneur. We mentioned that she has an entrepreneurial husband. Together, they're both crazy. And I know it because my wife and I, we do the same sort of thing. We are definitely in that world. We are wired differently, but we do it for fun and for love and for passion. So Catherine, this is not one of yours, but this is a laser etched or engraved oh. type. 
Yeti, no sponsor relationship, folks. I'm just drinking from it. But look what Catherine does. Look. You can't quite see it because of the light, but we put kids' drawings onto glasses. So we've got Father's Day coming up in the UK, two weeks, less than two weeks. Yep. Same. We're June 17th for uh, North America. So, well, June 17th through 19th. That's Father's Day weekend. Okay. Nice. So, our main seller out Father's Day is kids' drawings onto pint glasses. And honestly, it is the most joy we get. Every picture comes in. We're like, this is my favorite one. Let's get that straight. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. People are just so funny. Like the requests we get as well. Like we've done some really rude, like funny ones as well. And people just writing like, stuff to their colleagues or some nickname that someone got from some award ceremony has never worn off they get given a glass that has to sit on their desk with that on for the rest of <laughs> the rest of oh their my. working life so there's loads of other stuff we can basically etch onto slate wood leather glass acrylic we've just started engraving into water bottles and hip flasks and things that look like they're metal but they have a coating on so you can just cut right. jack scratches in and that's what my husband mainly does that's fantastic. And obviously you kind of help guide him in that stuff and he helps guide you in your stuff. It just never ends. It's a family thing. You're entrepreneurs. What does he think about everything you're doing with coaching others? And also, do you, actually, let me ask this. Do you ever get into it and mingle into his side of the business and tell him what to do that he might not agree with? I'm on my coaching program. Because <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> maybe we need some goal setting. <laughs> yeah, we do helpfully prod each other sometimes where he's like how many courses nice. have you signed up to compared with how much you actually want to work and i'm like how long have you spent making all your photos look really pretty for etsy rather than <laughs> putting a new thing on the website there's always a bit of because yeah. that we've got no one else doing that for us have we so it is helpful <laughs> but yeah the laser engraving it started off as a completely joint thing we actually show up on the Clifton Strengths hugely differently. And we think when this business is bigger and we have loads of employees, actually it's going to work very well to be us I agree. heads of different departments because it, yeah, it will thrive that way. But primarily he went in on design and production and I went in on social media, bookkeeping, like all the background admin and post office runs and chatting to clients. And- I hate bookkeeping and post office <laughs> runs. So yeah. It was fine for a while, but then obviously, as you can tell, I get bored easily and I was really getting into coaching. So he kind of half released me, half realized that I was kind of sidling off anyway over here to do more of my thing. (laughs) Hey, Um, bookkeeping can be done at two in the morning in the dark, right? Coaching clients can't. So you can do both. I get it. I do it too. Yeah. That's true. But he, we really actually want this. At the moment, it's just me and him, but I love it. we want it to be something that we can employ people locally, give them an amazing wage for what they're doing, a place that they're really valued in and a job that they actually really love and for the culture of the company to really be saying something. And so, yeah, for that to happen, we're kind of removing me from it so that we can make our main income come through the coaching and then release James to be using the funds from the laser engraving to benefit everyone else. Is the I business. love that. Grow the business through its own revenue because your revenue stream takes care of the family. Mm-hmm. That sounds like you set some goals and it sounds like they're both running in parallels and it's going to work awesome. I hope so. Until we get new foster kids or we need to finish the garden project or we need to, you know, <laughs> <it's> all- <laughs> and then we're like, we need to rethink what's happening this week. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And throwing a sausage dog for fun. <laughs> but I think it's really great that you've got this vision that you can empower your entire community to potentially be part of, engaged, running different things, possibly even employed by your company to do this, to make life just better in general in, in the neighborhood. And hey, you know what? A lot of them become friends and a lot of them might be friends before they get into business with you. And that's really exciting because that's that empowering give back to society, give back to our community mentality. And I love that about you. So I got a question then. All right. So we've been running this conversation about being an entrepreneur, about helping entrepreneurs, about marrying an entrepreneur, doing it together and then doing it separately and mentoring children, of course, our own birth children, mentoring other children and bringing them into the family for periods of your life. I'm curious if you were able to do all these things and borderline crazy, because I'm that guy, if I gave you my list, you'd probably be like, yes, you are. So we can agree to agree. And given all these things that you do, would you do them all over again? Question. Uh, well, there's also many things that I haven't told you about yet. <laughs> But I totally get it. I get it. I swear. I, yeah, I literally, I just had this conversation with my coach last week where I'm like, I was going, what am I putting down? And then I felt prompted to be like, well, when's your writing time? Because actually I'd love to be an author as well. Mm. And I'm like, well, no, hang on. This conversation was meant to be about what I'm putting down, not what the extra thing I'm putting in. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I think I would do it all again. My main problem awesome. is I love a plan, but I love the spontaneity mm -hmm. of everything at the same time. So knowing. If I knew anything ahead of time, if I knew all of this, I don't think it would work as well because I would go into piecing it all together and controlling the order of everything. Yeah. And I think you, it probably works much better with me not with me just rolling with it, to be honest. <laughs> you just made me think of something. It was a show. It may not cross relate for you, but the A-Team. Have you ever seen that show, that movie? Yeah. Okay. You make me think that you are all four of the A-Team. In one, you love a plan when it comes together. You like to be spontaneous. You like to have energy and passion like Murdoch. And you know what? Maybe you're not B.A. Barack is the tough guy, but I think when it comes down to business and getting those goals, you probably hold them accountable pretty good and you don't need to have a Mohawk and gold chains. Well, I think that's fantastic. And definitely I do want to maybe have that opportunity. I want to keep it open-ended to invite you back to have a conversation about how you work your Clifton strengths and everything you're doing in your coaching into people's lives and their goal setting. I think that'd be a really great, valuable lesson we could have as a bonus episode, if you will, later on and help people understand that. And I'm curious, we've got a couple of things. We've got your coaching business. We've got your engraving with your husband. So let's give him a plug too. Catherine, how does somebody who wants to get life coaching or business coaching get in touch with you? So my website's catherinegraycoaching.com and I'm Catherine Gray Coaching all over social media as well. And literally any of those, there's buttons everywhere to book a call with me. And ge I genuinely do just love chatting to everyone. It's kind of how we met. It's, there's a load of people on LinkedIn that I'm yep. kind of friends with just because I was like, hi, let's have a chat. <laughs> yeah. Just booking a call. My calendar's always got space for that and love awesome. to see who you are and what's going on. Yeah. And it's so funny. She, she says that, Hey, we just reached out and started chatting. We had a great chat. I'm the first born Irishman in Canada in our family. I've kissed the Blarney. We both love to talk. This is easy. It's the other side of the pond to Catherine, but don't worry. We're still friends and we love to coach and empower others. So Catherine, I really appreciate your time. I love this. I know we could just keep chatting forever. That's the problem. We can't run a podcast forever for 24 seven. People get annoyed with us. They'd get bored. You and I would have fun and nobody would care, but I want to make sure folks, if you want to get Catherine, it's Catherine Gray coaching. 
KatherineGrayCoaching.com, Catherine Gray Coaching on social media. She knows a thing about branding. She knows a thing about setting goals and helping you hold accountable to those goals and helping you find your strengths and focus on those. So Catherine, I'm just going to say thank you so much for your time. This has been fantastic. It has been an empowered conversation. I learned a few things. We talked about actually getting you some, possibly some business from me. So I need some laser engraving folks either locally, or I'm going to get Catherine to take care of it for me. But I just want to say a heartfelt, honest, thank you for helping others. Thank you for empowering entrepreneurs. And thank you for your time on this podcast today, Catherine. I appreciate your friendship so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thank you very much, folks. Thank you for everybody that listened. Thanks for joining us today on Empowered Podcast with Patrick McGuire, where I have empowered conversations with great people like Catherine and empowering others. Have yourself a great day. Take care. We'll talk soon. Empowered. A Blue Mex podcast is hosted by Patrick McGuire and does not constitute a recommendation for any organization, product, or service. Empowered Podcast may be compensated by sponsors, products, or services in this show. For more empowered content, subscribe where you get your podcasts and visit bluemex.io to join us on Discord.